Hi, I'm Liz Stokel. And I'm Debbie Rude. We're Dancing with Skeletons. We know what it's like to keep our past hidden away, like skeletons in a closet. We also know the healing that comes from acknowledging who we used to be and how much we've learned. So every once in a while, we dance with our skeletons. So come dance with us. Hey, Deb. Good afternoon, Liz. <laughs> How are you today? I'm better today than I was yesterday. Yeah? I was really sad yesterday. Do you know why? Yes. Okay. I think it's because of more of like a letdown after uh, planning for a bunch of family to be at the house and preparing food and anticipation of seeing people that I haven't seen in a long time. And, um, and then when everybody left... I mean, I had a great day on Sunday with my daughter, and and then Monday I just woke up feeling, like, sad. Really? Just because it was over? It was over, and I don't know. It just was wonky, and I was all wonky yesterday, and I'm a little bit wonky this morning, but I'm better. So I saw this amazing video <laughs> of you and your daughter <laughs> singing together on the porch of your little mountain cabin. Yeah. yeah. And you had said, I haven't seen this girl in almost a year and a half. Yeah. So because of COVID, yeah. you guys have been separated. She lives about three hours from here mm -hmm. or so. Yeah. Um, but you guys haven't seen each other except Zoom. Right. Yeah. Right. And, you know, phone conversations here, right. here and there. But right. So it was it was really fun. It was really special. And to love to hug your daughter. Yes. Oh, we, my gosh. When we hugged, it's like we just hugged for a long time. Oh, I love it. it was, I love it. And the singing was great. And thank you. you guys. She's got such a beautiful voice. I know she and, does. Yeah, it's she's awesome. she's so much better on than me <laughs> on the ukulele. ukulele. So cute. I mean, I'm trying. I'm I'm trying. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I was just thinking. I'd like. I think I'd like to take ukulele lessons because of all the instruments. You could. I, I played guitar for a little bit when I was 13, 14, 15 years yeah. old. So it's, maybe I could. I mean, you I think know, I played "Smoke on the Water" is all I can do right now. It's uh, just that uh, intro. Uh, 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 now I'm getting better. I still have issues um, strumming. Okay. It, it's hard to strum consistently when you're trying to switch chords. Okay. So, I mean, I know a lot of chords okay. and I can get to them pretty easily, but I can't get to, I can't string them together quite fast enough yet. So okay. I, I feel a little delayed in trying to, and keep this going. So right. we're, I'm getting there. I'm getting better. That's so great. So. But I understand that kind of letdown, especially in yeah. this season right now when we're seeing so yeah. little of the people that we love the most. Yeah. And so we just kind of want to hold on yeah. and to I, every single moment. I really felt it yesterday. Like Aww. I cried driving all the way down the hill. <laughs> I'm like, oh. But God, she was dude. already gone, right? She's not up the hill, right? She's she actually already... she's actually up there right now with a friend. Oh, she and, is. And Thursday we're going to see each other again. So she's staying up at your house. Well, she's staying in town oh, with in different town. friends okay. and stuff and her dad and me. And yeah, yeah, yeah. So we actually have another uh, date on oh, Thursday. I love it. And then she'll go home cuz she has to go back to work. I love it. So 
Yeah. Did you have a nice Easter? Um, yeah, it was fine. We had a, you know, a little outdoor gathering at my in-laws house and, um, it was, it was nice. So my sister-in-law came in, she's the only one outside of the bubble that came to visit from Washington. And it's just lovely to see her. She's, she's amazing. And, um, yeah, so she came alone. She is. She has a wife, and she, and her wife wasn't able to come. Okay, um, but she was, and it was just, it was, it's just always so lovely to see her. Yeah, yeah, good. Yeah, well, yeah. That's so good. that was fun. Yeah, so it was great. Um, mm-hmm. My grandson actually came out and hung out with us as well, and his mom, and and we. And he just, he, the, the most important thing to him is that he goes into the river. Because there's a river that runs through the backyard of oh, my in-laws. Okay. I mean, it's a creek. It's, yeah. You know. But as long as he can go in the river, he's happy. Which, of course, meant he was soaking wet. Was it freezing? Um, I don't think it was all that cold. And it's not very high. Honestly, it's like six inches or, oh, or eight okay. inches deep okay. at this point. Because, okay. uh, you know, of the season. But, um, but. I don't think it's that cold. Okay. But you know how kids are. They, yeah, don't, they care. don't care. No. They it's, don't care. It's, it's the grown-ups. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it was nice. It was just kind of relaxing and nice mm-hmm. and, and uh, casual. And yeah, so that was good. And no dressing up, no matching clothes with me and my back in the day. I know. We used matching dresses or matching dresses. A couple times, yes. Yeah. But it was always so fun to just to go shopping for, for you know, Easter, yeah. Easter and springy yeah. and yeah. you're going to wear it to church. And, yeah. Your little Easter baskets. Those so days are con. We did make fun Easter eggs. Oh, good. We did make these really groovy hippie Easter eggs that we, I bought this special tissue paper and they came out all tie-dyed looking. Nice. So that was fun. Real eggs. Real eggs. Real eggs, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We, of course, hard-boiled them. Cool. And so that was fun. Cool. So, yeah. That's great. So what are we going to chat about today, Liz? We could just sit here and talk about know, Easter and our talk, family. And I'm and our... sure that our listeners would just love to hear all the details about And you want to see her. all of the pictures of all of our children from birth to now and... <laughs> And see how cute we looked in our little floral dresses. That's right. And see how cute we looked 30 years ago. Hmm. (laughs) How big our hair was. Yeah. (laughs) No, you know what? Um, One of the things that you mentioned when you came in, when I came in, was let's talk about prayer and Mm -hmm. what that means. What that means. And, you know, it's interesting because just an hour and a half ago, I had this conversation with another friend about prayer and what it means. Yeah. And so I think that I think that that's what we're meant to kind of talk about today. So I, let's I talk a little so bit too. about prayer. Well, what does prayer mean to you? Like, Well, you know, and because we have been, and you also, because we've been on this very um, deconstruction kind of spiritual journey. Yep. We, the, what we think of prayer and how we, how we define prayer has probably changed a little bit mm-hmm. over the years. Definitely. Mine has. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I'm not, and I know that, that people still cling to prayer to, to God mm-hmm. or to, um, to God as they define him or her, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. and so people cling to that and I believe in the power of prayer, but is it because we're praying to God or that it, it mm-hmm. works? Or what do you think? Well, I mean, I think, you know, both you and I 
our faith journey started in pretty traditional Christianity. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. so prayer was a very specific thing. And you prayed to Jesus and you mm-hmm. prayed to God. And, you know, that that was... Prayed to God in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Right. right, right. right. And so that was a very, to me, specific. But it... I mean, it made sense to me. It yeah. still does, right. you know, at a level. But I, but I believe now that prayer is a much broader kind of idea and practice. And I think prayer can mean different things. I'm really super interested in interfaith stuff. And so, like, what does prayer mean to a Buddhist? And what does prayer mean to a Muslim person? And all, all of those different faiths, what does that mean? Or a Jewish person, mm-hmm. what does prayer mean? Or meditation? Um, it's all, to me now, it's more all mixed together. Mm-hmm. Um, prayer can be just a conversation, you you know, when you're driving your car. And I've, I've been actually praying, praying a lot in the last couple of days for my son that um, the right job comes along because right. he just moved. He moved to a different state. Mm-hmm. Um, his wife got a job. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, so and, he moved. and he needs a job. Okay. And he has a specific skill set that he did really well here in California. Okay. And he could still do well anywhere he went, but it's just going to be a matter of, of finding that thing. And so in my mind, by putting that positive energy out there into the universe to God or to the divine mm-hmm. or however you would want to want to define it mm-hmm. is just going to pull good positive energy towards whoever's going to hire him because mm-hmm. I believe someone is mm-hmm. going to offer So him a is that job. what you believe that at this point you believe that prayer is throwing positive energy out into the universe? Yeah, and I and I I don't, I even, even in when I was really, I'll say more on a narrow kind of a Christian, I mean, I'm still a Christian. I don't, right. I don't, I don't say I'm not that anymore, but it's different now. Um, but I think prayer is more for us. I mean, God and the universe already knows what we need. In fact, the answers I believe are already there. We just need to uncover them. I don't believe that they're necessarily like we're going to, we're never going to get the answer. Or we're going to have to wait. It's a, it's a matter of the answers being revealed and yeah. us kind of discovering what the answers are. So, you know, I mean, we can pray for someone to be healed. We can pray for someone to get a job like I've been praying for Zach or mm-hmm. praying for, you know, whatever thing. But I at, at a level in me, I believe that the answer is already there. Yeah. Some somehow. And we just don't have the eyes to see it yet. Right. You know, so so I don't know if that makes sense, if that sounds kind of ooh or something. But but I do believe that now because I believe that everything's connected now. I don't I don't believe anymore that it's just this one single thing. I believe that all faith traditions lead to God, to the divine, to the universe. Mm -hmm. I believe even atheists can send out positive energy into the universe. Absolutely. And 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 it will do good. I don't I don't think that it's necessarily limited to li- just people who yeah, pray to God. I, I just yeah. I don't anymore. I right. really really don't anymore. And and mm-hmm. I I don't know that I ever did mm-hmm. believe that. Mm-hmm. At the same time I was in a tradition that taught that and so it's like okay, I'm I'm trying to understand that and and follow that, but 
I don't know that it always 100% made sense to me. Mm-hmm. And I think once I kind of not stepped out, but I'll say stepped into like a bigger, broader yeah. idea. It stepped was like out of the boat and into the ocean. Yeah. And just, ex- yeah. you know, experienced yeah. the sea. Yeah. yeah. That's how that's how it feels to me. Yeah. That that. Yeah. So yeah. so um, I pray all the time. Mm-hmm. It's funny when I when I met my my husband, um, he he's like, well, what do you mean you pray all the time? Because this was like on our third date or right. something. Like, what right. do you mean you pray all the time? I'm like, well, I don't know. I just talk to God all the time. Well, about what? I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> just about whatever, you know, I, whatever it might be. I, I couldn't, couldn't even give you an example, right. except like right. this morning, you know, put put the right employer in my son's path. I don't know. But so he goes, well, well, pray for, let's pray. So Sean's like, let's pray. Okay. So we sat under a tree and my eyes were open and I wasn't like bowed or anything. Right. And I'm just like, okay, God, well, you know, we're here we are under this beautiful tree in this beautiful yard and we're together and just bless our time together as we get to know each other and I know. I just said. That's lovely. I just said a simple little prayer, and and then I looked at him and I said, "Amen." And I looked at him, and he's like, "Really? That's what that I, was it?" I'm like, "That's what he actually, actually it is to me." He came from a tradition. I I don't know that I would call it a faith tradition, but he came from kind of a religious tradition did. that didn't really focus on prayer, but focused on yeah. internal stuff yeah. and how you can yeah, and exactly. you know change your life and it, change the direction of your life and change the world. Right. Yeah. So in some ways, he had that kind of atheist yeah. sort of yeah. view of you know good sending good vibes into the universe right. kind of thing. Right. Which and for him that that worked. Yeah. And and for the people in that particular tradition, it it, it works. It, it works. Yeah. yeah. And so. You know, it. I don't think that, I think a lot of times people think of that word and it's so formal sounding. Right. You know, we went to Nigeria years ago on a mission trip and there were, I don't know, 15 of us or so. Mm-hmm. And my mom went with us. So um, I think my daughter was maybe 16 at the time. Okay. And my mom is not a religious person at all. But when we got to Nigeria, she was the elder in our group. Okay. And in Nigeria, the elders are the people who are respected. And the Nigerian community, we were at a thing and they asked my mom to pray. Wow. And you know what? My mom stepped up and said a beautiful prayer. And I was sitting there like sobbing. It was so beautiful and real. And it was because the way you would describe the mom that raised you was a hippie. Yeah. And just sort of, yeah. you know, the granola kind of she earth-loving was. sort of she woman, was. right? Yeah. And so there wasn't a lot of praying to God that no. happened in your home. No. At all. It wasn't a tradition. There was, there was zero. <laughs> that. So you didn't even pray over meals and no. that kind of thing. Okay. No. Okay. Only when we would go to visit my grandparents who live here okay. would... You know, we'd be exposed to that. And um, so, but yeah, so my mom is here in this little church with people from a whole different culture and country. And, you know, and they're asking her to pray because she's the she's the wise one of us. Right. 
And it was awesome. <laughs> that is fabulous. Mm-hmm. That is fabulous. In today's world, so many of us say, you know, like somebody says, oh, you know, like on Facebook or on Instagram or Twitter or something, they'll say, you know, I'm sick today or mm-hmm. or my uncle just got diagnosed with COVID or whatever. And people are like, thoughts and prayers, thoughts and prayers. And it's gotten to the point where it's really been dismissed mm-hmm. and made fun of. Mm-hmm. And you hear comedians, you know, yeah. thoughts and prayers and hashtag blessed. Yeah. You know, yeah. and, and it kind of <laughs> yeah. people kind of joke about it and tease about it. Um, but I do think that there is power in um, praying, if you want to use that word, or sending good vibes out into the universe, because I do believe, like you, that we are connected, mm-hmm. that yeah. we are all connected. Yeah. And, you know, I know for me now, I, I won't say that I do this 100 percent of the time, mm-hmm. but I would say 80 percent of the time, if I put a little emoji, thoughts and prayers, or the little prayer hand emoji, I just take a, it it takes, what, 10 seconds to say, universe, bless that person, heal that person. Right. To me, to me, that's taking a moment. That's a moment. Right. It's a short moment. It could be longer than that. And and really doing that. And really doing it, not just and, putting and, up and, the prayer And really hands. doing that. Yeah. So I will actually take some time and, and just write out a sentence mm-hmm. that is a prayer or that is, you know, something depending on, honestly, and I look at that, that, that person as I know them, I look at their um, faith journey and who they are because I, I want to believe that I know, you know, these people a little bit you know, I want yeah. to know that I, I've taken time to get to know them. Right. So if a person is an atheist and says, and I know they're an atheist. Then you're not going to say. And I'm not going to say, dear God, you know, in the name of Jesus, I'm not going to say that. I'm just going to say, you know what? I am thinking about you right now. And, you know, just mm-hmm. may may nothing but good come to you. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's to Be- me, that's being sensitive and loving right it really really is you know i um i'm a hospice volunteer i think we've talked about that mm-hmm. on here yeah. a little bit and part of that training is um is understanding different faith traditions so that if you as the volunteer find yourself at the bedside of someone who is has a different religious um ideology than you, you as the caregiver know how to talk to that person. And so that you're not, hopefully, you know, not being insensitive, but hopefully respecting that person's religious beliefs and honoring that as they transition into their next phase of life. Right. And and can you imagine just being there at the bedside of somebody who's an atheist or a Buddhist or, you know, and just saying, have you have you asked Jesus into your heart? Yeah, see that? Have you, I mean, that just doesn't seem like that does any good. And all it does is bring anxiety. Now, on the other hand, if you have a family that is extremely religious and they believe that this is important, that their loved one, mm-hmm. you know, make a commitment at the end of their life, then they certainly, I would hope that a hospice worker would never, ever stand in well, the way we, of family members yeah. doing that. Because for some family members, yeah. that's important. Yeah. I, I would say that me as a, as a hospice person, I mean, if they, they would, you would be in trouble, I think, if you did that. Right, (laughs) right, right. You know, but yeah, you're right. I can't, I can't 
you know, whatever the family's going to do is what the family's going to do. But I, right. I, I just, I find that really, really interesting and beautiful that there are so many different traditions and so many different ways of praying, right. quote unquote, um, right. or meditating or, um, you know, what's supp- supplication, yeah. you know, at, yeah. you know, and I, I wonder about that. Like, so if I've asked the universe, I mean, how many times do you have to ask? Right. So there's that. So right. it's like, am I gonna, just going to drive the universe crazy by asking over and over, please, please send my son a job. And I feel like they're going to say whoever they are, he is, <laughs> she up there. Hey, you've already asked me that. I get it. I'm on it. <laughs> well, be, pa- be patient. No. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think that the universe is here actually for our benefit. Yeah. And and it does not work against us. It actually works for us. Yeah. So if there are things, if, if our prayers aren't being answered in the way that we think that they are, uh, or th- that we think that they should yeah, be, right. then I think that the universe is just saying, I have something better for you. Yeah. And you just got to wait. And you just and it, you just have to wait. And whether it's God or nature or whatever, mm-hmm. I do think that we have all been created for a place. We have a place mm-hmm. uh, in this world. Yeah. And that place is going to is going to find us yeah. if we're open to it. If but we're open to it. that's what we have to do is we have to right. be open to it. Well, that's been part of my prayer for my son is, oh. is, is allow his heart to be open and his eyes and his desires to be open enough that maybe a different kind of a job would come to him and it wouldn't be necessarily exactly what he's thinking, but there might be something else. And, and that may lead to uh-huh. something better. And so allow him to just to be open to that. You know, right. and since I'm his mom, I feel like he's going to get that energy from me. <laughs> it's going to flow to him. That's awesome. <laughs> you know, just uh, was it this morning or maybe last night, my husband and I were having a conversation um, because he recently got a raise and he's been with this company for just a little over two years. And so this is the second raise he's gotten. And thus, he got a promotion. He okay. got a promotion within the first year, I think, of his being in this company. And prior to that, he was with another company for 20 years. Cool. And he loved that job. He was also comfortable in it. Mm-hmm. I mean, let's be real. He was comfortable. He, you know, he didn't have to think too much about it. Mm-hmm. He just did a great job and, and he was good at it. Right. 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 And then unceremoniously, you know, they called him up one day and he had a meeting with his manager and he was told he was being let go. And it was just that. And this followed a five day trip to uh, New Orleans where he was there for a class. Really? Yeah. So he went to this class and they, the company paid for him to go. What were they thinking? Right. So him and his manager were sent to this class mm-hmm. and um, and then the day that they got back, both of them, both him and his manager were let go. And yeah, yeah. So it was very, very difficult. That sounds tricky. Yes. And so my husband, you know, was saying yesterday, I, I love you. I hope you're not mad at me for telling this story. Um, but he just said yesterday, I'm not quite ready to say that was a good thing that happened to oh, me okay. because he loved that. And yeah. he still, 
yeah. not even mad, but just disappointed yeah. in the way it went down. Sure. Just, there's still disappointment, right? Sure. But he recognizes that he is in a better place. Mm-hmm. And the company he's with now, they they pay him for volunteer time. And, you know, so they encourage you every every month mm-hmm. to put in volunteer time and, and, and they'll pay you for that. That's great. And, right. I mean, just make the universe a better place. Yeah. Yeah. Um, they've they've acknowledged his strengths. They've given him a path to to be better at everything he's doing. They're paying for extra education. I mean, it is he yeah. is really in a very affirming That's place. Wonderful. Yeah. And let me tell you, there was a lot of there was a lot of prayer that went up uh, and out mm-hmm. and around mm-hmm. when he first got laid off a little over two years ago because that was frightening. And yeah. and for me, um, we have gone through some very, very difficult things. We've gone through bankruptcy and and uh, problems with our kids and addictions and stuff. But every single time we went through a challenge, we always seemed to have a plan, right? Mm-hmm. A, a path mm-hmm. to get out of it. Right. Whatever it was, we it was like, okay, this has happened. Here's our plan. Right. And, you know, you have, you, you can move forward. Right. This time, it was like, what? <laughs> We, we don't, don't have a we, we don't, don't have, have a plan. plan. We don't have a plan. We don't have a plan for that, and um, so that was hard. It was really hard. So the only what could we do? The only thing we could do was pray mm-hmm. and put you know positive energy out into the universe. Mm-hmm. And um, so he was you know he was given a year's worth of uh, salary when he was let go. Um, and so we knew that we had a year to figure to, it out. To maybe figure it out, but nobody wants to take the year. You don't want to, you know. No. So it's a long time to be to not know what you're doing next. Right. So he did get a job within about two months. And you know, we were able to take then that extra money and pay off our house. So you know, we went from what are we gonna do to being debt free. And that was That's a blessing. A huge blessing. Yeah. It was huge. Yeah. And that's... so sometimes we look at some of these incredibly scary things and we're just like, I don't know how this is gonna work mm-hmm. out. Right. I don't know what the future holds. Right. But if you even if you're scared, even if you're mad, I mean it, it it's mm-hmm. okay to be both of those oh, things. And it's okay to yell and scream at at God. Yeah. If, if that's what you want to call it, right? The divine or the universe, or I have a friend who calls it the stress ether. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll tell you what, if God is everything that he um, claims to be and the Bible says he is, then he can take it. That's right. You know, he can well, take I'm, us and, and, and we're human beings and we're supposed to be mad sometimes. Right. You know, because anger can be a, a healthy thing, especially when we let it out and don't keep it in. Right. And let it out in the right way to the right person. And like you just said, I think God can take it. Yeah. God, you know. So this morning I had a I had a little breakfast with a friend of mine that, you know, we try to get together once every six weeks or so and just kind of catch up. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, she said, you know, COVID has been hard for a lot of people. And she definitely has had a difficult year. Mm-hmm. And so we try to get together to kind of encourage each other a little bit. And. And so we were talking about uh, uh, we were we 
ended up talking about prayer, actually. It's crazy. And so it's crazy that we ended up talking about prayer just this morning. And um, one of the things that we talked about was an, inc- was an incident that happened to me several years ago. And I've talked about it on here. There's a woman who betrayed me in an incredibly terrible way. And um, so I hap- the day after I found out about this outrageous lie and betrayal that was going on that was affecting me in very deep ways, I ended up going to lunch with a group of women that I knew and loved. And so on the car ride to our lunch, I'm like, you guys, this terrible thing has happened. What am I going to, this is ridiculous. And one of the women said, well, who, who did this? Who is, I'm going to pray for her. You tell me her name. I'm going to pray for her. And I said, well, here's the deal. I'm a little concerned about telling you her name because you happen to know her. (laughs) And so maybe I don't need to tell you her name. And she said, well, that's all the more reason to tell me because I can pray specifically for her. You know, and as I look back, I'm like, maybe that was bordering on gossip. Maybe I shouldn't have told her the name, but I actually did. I told her the name of this woman. And the next day, my friend who wanted to pray for her called me to tell me, you know, I did some investigating and um, she actually didn't say that. It's um, it's a misunderstanding. So you just need to just forget it because it didn't happen. And I'm like, um, just because she denied it to you doesn't mean it didn't happen because I kind of know what happened. Right, right. And right. I know what was said to me. Right. So the fact that, and that felt like a second betrayal. Mm-hmm. The fact that this friend who wanted to pray yeah, yeah, ended up just taking the, the whole story away and telling me that this thing that had happened to me hadn't really happened. Well, so that, yeah, so... I believe that if if I said to you, Liz, I have a situation and I don't want to go into the details, mm-hmm. but I really need you to say some prayers for me, mm-hmm. whatever that means. Right. I don't believe that I have to tell you who all the people are and even the exact situation right. for you to be able to say in your prayer time, in your prayer space, however you want to do that to say positive prayers for me. Mm-hmm. You know, dear God, Debbie's going through something. There's something going on with someone. I don't know the names, but you do. Right. And there, there's a way, because if the universe is all-knowing and all of that, then, then that means that you can offer those thoughts without having to be specific with names. Because it does. You, and I've done the same thing, Liz. Because it can complicate. It can, it can compli- complicate things. And, and, and then people have opinions. And then it can feel, and it can. It can feel like gossip. And it can then cross over into, like you just said, betraying other friends. And then there would be bad feelings. Right. And blah, blah, blah. And, and, and here we are several years later. And I can't help but wonder if she had just, first of all, not not ask me for the name, Mm -hmm. if I had not given her the name, Mm -hmm. or if she had just said, wow, I did not know that this person was going, I mean, because this person who did this to me, she's, 
she's going through something. She's a human she, being. She, yeah, she must be. You know, she she was going through something. So sure. let's let's all take into consideration not only what I'm going through at this point, you know, as a result of her actions, but also what led her to do those actions. Right. So I just can't help but wonder sometimes, gosh, what would have happened if my friend had not decided that she needed to go investigate. Mm-hmm. Right, right, right. But instead just prayed. Yeah. Or maybe took that other woman out to lunch since she knew her and just kind of visit with her and say, hey, you know, not she didn't have to bring me yeah. up. She, yeah, yeah, yeah. she didn't need to gossip. Yeah. But what it, if she had just said, how are you? What's going on in your life? I mean, if somebody had just loved on her. So it, you know, things could have gone differently. Right. And there could have been res- restoration or reconciliation with mm-hmm. this woman. Mm-hmm. Um, there would have been a whole lot of hurt feelings that didn't need to need to be hurt to and, be hurt. And, 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 and a lot of that could have perhaps been avoided. Yeah. Had it ha- had just a slight different little twist. Yeah. And this beautiful friend that offered to pray, but instead investigated. She's somebody that I that I still to this day love but don't have too much of a relationship with just because she broke trust. Mm-hmm. And and I feel like I might have... Tell done, me who it is. I know, <laughs> right? Please, because I want to pray for her. Yeah. Um, but it feels like, it feels like she, you know, like, like there was broken trust. Mm-hmm. And so that means that the relationship has a, has a fissure, you know, has a, has mm-hmm. a little bit of a break. Yeah. And that's difficult. So I haven't, um, I've I put things on Facebook. Uh, I've responded to things she's put on Facebook on occasion and just said, oh, I'm so sorry you're going through that. I'll pray for you. I mean, I it's not like I don't like her anymore or don't care about her because I'm certainly going to pray for her if that. So it's not like I'm like, no, you betrayed me. No, you don't get my prayers. Right. You know, because everybody, everybody, I look back at the Bible because that's, you know, that's where we come from. That's that's what we know. Sure. And so I look at the Bible and I and I look at, you know, the 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 disciples that betrayed Jesus. And he still loved them. Yeah. I you know, I just I just bought a book that's just making me think of this. Yeah. It's called The Gospel of Judas. Oh. Do you know that there's a book called that? Because there's a lot of interesting stuff about Judas who was the betrayer. The betrayer. That I I want to investigate because I don't think that I think that there's a lot more to that story and to that part of that story than than is written in the actual scripture. I think there's other stuff going on, and right. so I'm gonna investigate it and find out. <laughs> well, I because I'm mean, fascinated by that stuff. I am too, mm-hmm. and you know I'm fascinated. It's funny because my I have a nephew who is going to a Christian college, and he put out this little questionnaire the other day on social media. I think it was on Instagram that just said, um, "This is for class. I have a question: Are you a a Christian who believes in the death penalty? B a Christian who does not believe in the death penalty? C a non-Christian who believes in the death penalty? Or D a, a Christian who does not believe yeah. in the death penalty?" Um, a non-Christian yeah, who yeah, does yeah. not believe. I, so yeah. there are four four categories. Four categories. And um, I said, I'm a Christian who does not believe in the death penalty. And the reason is, is because I am, I truly believe that I'm somebody who's pro-life from, from conception all the way to death. Mm-hmm. And so if that means, you know, continuing to live even when you're in prison, 
Um, but I also, as, a, as a, somebody who grew up as a Christian, I'm very moved and uh, instructed by the writings of Paul, mm-hmm. who wrote many letters mm-hmm. from prison. Yeah. And you just think, gosh, what if he, you know, had been executed mm-hmm. and he, we would not have those letters? That's true. Well, what about Martin Luther King? Think of all the things that he wrote from jail. Martin Luther King, absolutely, he mm-hmm. wrote um, the letter, the letter from Birmingham mm-hmm. jail. That is so powerful. I've read that over now five or six times. That's yeah. one of the most powerful things I've ever read, and it doesn't take that long to read it. Right. So you can read it, you know, and it's just anyway. Oh, that goes off track. Well, but. no, but but that's mm-hmm. but that's part of my point. Yeah, is that he was incredibly. And uh, what about um um. Mandela, who was in prison for, you know, how many years, mm-hmm. you and, know, and got released basically at the end of his life. Yes, I know. And was able to just be such an encouragement. Right. And uh, I had a I had a conversation with someone who went to jail and I said to him, you know, as long as there's life, there's hope. And so my hope is that as long as you're still alive, that there is hope for a future. And he said, you know, it's actually different when you're in jail. Mm -hmm. When you're in jail, it's as long as there's hope, there's life. Hmm. And so that's why you end up seeing criminals, especially, you know, who have nothing to live for, nothing to get out for. Right. And so they don't care about life. Right. So they kill one another. They get in fights. They, Mm -hmm. you know, they do terrible things to their body. They do drugs if they are, you know, Mm -hmm. because there's no hope. There's no hope. Yeah. Yeah. So as long as there's hope. That's interesting. There's life. Mm -hmm. That's interesting. Yeah. Isn't it? Mm -hmm. And so I just thought, gosh, we should be the source of hope. Even for people who are sentenced to life in prison, there is hope Mm -hmm. that you can. Maybe there's no hope of you getting out, but that's okay. That's not. Your hope can lie in what you can accomplish from your within your circumstance. Yeah. You know, as you're saying that, I'm thinking of. I have a young man in my life who was in, not in um, maximum security, but, you know, a minimum one for about six years. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we're talking about prayer. And I wrote to this young man probably, mm, I don't know, once a month, once every couple months. I mean, I have a file in my drawer that's this fat of all the letters that he sent me and I sent him. And I think... That I consider that an act of prayer. Absolutely. At sitting down with intention, writing him a letter. Yeah. You know, and and saying, This is what I'm hoping for mm-hmm. you. This is what I'm praying for mm-hmm. you. This is what I'm believing for mm-hmm. you. And and so even though it's not sitting with your hands, you know, crossed and your eyes closed, prayer doesn't necessarily mean that. Prayer mm-hmm. is, I think. Something that you do with intention. If it's writing you a birthday card, I'm sort of praying for you as I yeah. intentionally do something for you. Right. Um, those those are they are also acts of kindness, but I think they're also sort of acts of prayer. Well, I'll tell you what you sent out at um, Halloween. You sent cards to all of your choir members. 
with a little bit of candy inside. I, I did. Yes, you did. <laughs> and here it is Halloween. So you didn't say, hi, everybody, I'm praying for you. No, you just said, hi, I just want you to know that I'm thinking about you and I miss you. Yeah. And here's, you know, here's, here's a little bit. And here's something to help your, your COVID-15. <laughs> You know what? That was an incredible encouragement. And that was, right. you know, I mean, if you what? can use a little piece of taffy as a, as a way to pray for I somebody. Mean, I mean, it's it's just it's not. I think I think what I was thinking this morning about that is that oftentimes it people get afraid to pray. I know. Right. And I know that I've been intimidated in situations where, you know, people are praying and you're in a circle and they have these Such prayers. flowery language. And, and, it's and, also and then I'm just going to be like, mm, thank you that I'm alive. <laughs> That's it. I mean, you know, it can be yeah. intimidating, but I don't, I don't think that it's meant to be. I think it's meant to be conversational, just like you were talking to your best friend. Yeah. Talking to the air in your car. Hey, just be with my boy. <laughs> Whatever. Exactly. You know, so I also was thinking of, um, I've heard many, many, many stories from doctors mm -hmm. who don't, who are not religious people, mm -hmm. but they say that the patients that come in who are, you know, very, very ill, who have people that pray for them, mm -hmm respond differently to to the treatment whether or not they live or die mm -hmm. you know even if they end up passing on um that the the people's countenance is different that maybe maybe they live a little bit longer but that that prayer and that love mm -hmm. and that positive energy does make a difference right in people's lives and i and so i think it really can make a difference. Right. Thinking positively about a person or a situation or the world or I'm just going to say it, even Donald Trump. <laughs> well, thinking absolutely. And wanting positive things for him, even though I didn't like him. <laughs> but I, you know, right. wanting whatever. Right, right. Because really it's going to be a benefit to, and you know, I mean, speaking of, you know, growing up as a Christian, when you grow up as a Christian, you're taught to pray for your enemies, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. Well, what is the purpose of praying for your enemies? You know, is it for them or is it for you? It's for you. You know? It's for me. Because my heart mm -hmm. softens. Right. When I'm praying for somebody that I'm mad at. Mm -hmm. Or that you really don't like. Or that I really, really don't like. <laughs> or a situation that, you know. And yeah. it's um, it, it can be hard to pray for somebody that you don't like or that you mm -hmm. don't agree with. Um, but I think it's really, I think it's, you know, while it may change them or it may direct them or it may, you know, your prayers may stimulate them in some way. It really stimulates us. That's exactly right, Liz. You know, it it's because our heart. it does. It softens your heart because I don't want to walk around feeling, Egh. yeah. You you know, I I don't want to have that that yucky energy in my body. I mean, I believe that that can make us sick. Right. Carrying around that kind of anger and and you know mistrust and whatever. I mean, that's bitterness and stuff that right, that right. can cause us to be physically sick and emotionally sick. And so, yeah, I think I think that is the reason why, you know, whether it does anything or not to that person, 
it's for us. Mm-hmm. And I think even prayer is for us or just even being an attitude of gratitude and just thanking God mm-hmm. or the divine or the universe or the air, the stress mm-hmm. ether, whatever yeah. you want to call it. <laughs> yeah. But just, you know, for the good things. Yeah. That can be, you know, prayer, just being uh, thankful. Right. And let me tell you a, a, a story that will help you kind of know what it means to be prayed for. So when you tell somebody that you're praying for them, it means everything. Mm-hmm. Um, but it really means something when you take the time to pray with them. Mm-hmm. And and I, I don't mean just, you know, again, we're talking about whatever prayer looks like to you. Sure. So a few years ago, I went to a funeral of um, a friend and it was it was huge he was he touched so many lives so there were many many people okay. there okay. and his wife got up in front and talked about the fact that there were two couples one of which was a family member of mine and one of which was um some friends that i knew so these two couples prayed with her and her husband every single week for an entire year. And even if they were out of the country, they would call via Skype and they would just pray with one another. And one of the things that she told about her husband was that although he did pass away, his quality of life was incredible for that whole year. He truly wasn't sick until, I mean, they knew he was sick. They knew he was actively dying. (laughs) Sure. But he was able to continue on with the quality of life, sell his business, take care of his family, do what he needed to do, mm-hmm. and enjoy every single moment That's... of that year. And I think that that, that, that prayer, that positive energy mm-hmm. really helped to make this man's you know yeah. life great. But one of the things that when I heard that, I just thought, oh, so you'll pray with them, but you won't pray with us. And there was a moment when I just had to go, wait a minute, you're our family and you're praying with them, but you've never once prayed with us. Mm -hmm. So when we've had situations like bankruptcy and a missing child Mm -hmm. and uh, job loss and all of these things that we've we've been through, not a single person has ever come to sit with us and pray with us. Never. Really? Yeah. Even when we had a child missing for two and a half weeks. Well, you could have called me. I didn't know you then. <laughs> I know. Well, I kind of I kind of knew you. I yeah. knew who you were. I mean, yeah. everybody knows who Debbie Rude is. No, they don't. <laughs> She's a local celeb. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and I was the Save Mart woman, so you knew who I was. That's right. <laughs> Say no, that's food max. Food max. <laughs> no, I'm the fast in, uh, fast out. <laughs> Girl. Hey, I was on a Save Mart commercial too. <laughs> so but I can't really remember it. I wish I still had a copy of that. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> we should find them and compare them. <laughs> I'm sure yours is way better than mine. Well, it's just, you know, and I remember having a moment and I had to shake that. I had to shake that. Jealousy? Mm-hmm. Was it jealousy? Was I jealous of the fact that these family members will pray for other people but won't pray for us? Or was it, I don't know. I, I, I can't really identify the feeling. It was hurt. I was hurt, mm-hmm. you know. And here I am at somebody else's funeral, a person that I cared about. And I'm like, oh, you guys prayed with them, but you never prayed with us. 
you know, maybe things would have gone differently if you had come over and prayed with us. So I really want to encourage people that if you are afraid of, you know, you're like, oh, they're sick. I don't want to, I don't want to get in the way or they're, you know, they're out looking for their kid. I don't want to, you mm-hmm. know, get in the way. I promise you, I promise you that if you will take some time mm-hmm. to just go sit with them, even just sit with them, mm-hmm. you know, for an hour and let them know that you are on their side, right? right. that you're thinking good thoughts, right? you know, that, that they are important to you. Mm-hmm. I promise you that that will make a difference mm-hmm. in their uh, yeah. ability to deal with the crisis. Right. And and like you're saying, I mean, not everybody comes from any kind of a religious tradition where you would go over there and sit down and join hands and pray. But but sitting there and just saying, hey, is I just I want to be here. Is there anything you want to talk about? Right. Um, I know that sometimes, not always, but sometimes, you know, how little kids like if they see a I'll see a person in a wheelchair with no leg and they'll go, what happened to your leg? You know, they're a little kid. And, yeah. and the, you know, and, and usually the parents are like, oh, my God, don't, you know. But but the person in the wheelchair is happy to tell the happy kid to. what happened, yes. you know. And I think sometimes, you know, illnesses and, and hard hardships and stuff are that for grownups. We don't know how to... Ask. What should I say? Yeah, what, yeah. I don't want to say the wrong thing. Yeah, I don't so, want to do the wrong so thing. There's that element to praying with somebody. But I think if we can be sensitive and like listen to and, you know, what what the situation is telling you, usually you could, you'll be led in the right, you know, like this person, you know, I'm going to ask them what, right. what's, what's going on, you know, what right. what happened. And usually... The, the people will, will, they do want to talk about it. They want to be safe to talk about it, but usually people... don't want you to go gossip yeah, about it or tell yeah. them that they're dumb to be thinking this or whatever. But usually people do want to talk and sit and share. Yeah. And that is prayer. And it's something that you can... I, I remember learning that lesson when my oldest son was very young. He was only two or three years old. Well, he was probably maybe four or five. But one of my cousins had a had an accident at a lumberyard and lost one of his arms um, from just below the elbow. Mm-hmm. Basically, his hand uh, was gone in this accident. And so my son was probably four or five. And he saw this cousin of mine and he's like, Mommy, what happened? You know, he's like whispering, what yeah. happened to his arm? <laughs> yeah. And I said, ask him. Yeah. Ask him what happened. Yeah. And so he said to him, he said, I put my arm someplace where my mom always told me not to put it. <laughs> so whenever you, your mom gives you instructions on, you know, to her. then you need to listen to her. And I'm like, that was awesome, you know. <laughs> that is, but great. it was something that I just thought, gosh, people who have been through stuff, yeah, don't be afraid to ask them because they have a lesson mm-hmm. that you can take with you. Yeah, oftentimes they really do. They really do. So. Yeah, somebody else's crap can, you know, can make your life smell like a rose if you just take an opportunity to learn from it. That's right. That's right. Well, this has been, this has been good. I think it's interesting that we didn't talk this morning. Right. And you said, what's on your heart today, Deb? And I said, I think prayer is on my heart. And you went, oh, 
I just had a conversation about yes. prayer. Oh my God. Yeah. So, yeah. so meant to be. So we could continue on with this one probably because there's just so many, there's so much yeah. in, involved in this, but this has been really great. Yeah. So I think if I want to um, put a skeleton on this and say, you know, this is a skeleton that's in my closet, I think that being mad at God about not answering my prayers is a skeleton that I, mm. you know, like yeah. to keep in my closet and don't like to bring out because it's embarrassing that I'm mad at God. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, God is big enough to handle it. Yeah. And it's That's okay. Good. It's okay to be mad at God. Yeah. And it's okay to, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Take it, it out and dance with it. Take if you're it, mad at if you're mad at God, take it out and dance with it. Dance yeah, with that's it. That's right. All well, right. I'll see you next time. Well, next week I'm going to be in Nashville, Tennessee. Girl. So yeah. So I don't know. If we haven't decided if we're going to take a week you off. Need a little short we're skirt. And I know. Some high boot and I, some cowboy boots. What are those called? Dick, D Dixie Dukes. Daisy Dukes. <laughs> A little short shorts. Yeah. Well, you can get away with Daisy Dukes. I don't so know. That's what you want to do. <laughs> you go, girl. Dixie Dukes. You're I'm, right. I'm a dork. <laughs> okay. We love you. Have, Have a great, great week. week.